Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Hello, America, and happy Wednesday or the day after, well, the latest Republican election disaster. That's right. Republicans fumbled, bumbled, and underperformed in the 2023 elections. All the talk about Virginia maybe turning the legislature fully red. Gone. Democrats look like they won both chambers of the Senate. So Republicans went backward under Glenn Youngkin in Virginia. In Kentucky, Daniel Cameron, highly touted, endorsed by Donald Trump. He lost big time to the Democrat incumbent, Andy Bashir. There were a few bright spots. Mississippi, Republicans voted exactly the way they intended. Remember, a month ago, there was a Republican win in Louisiana, so that was a big one. Jeff Landry won the jungle primary, so he didn't even have to run last night, so that was a win. And in some of the local races in New York, where both early voting and sophisticated abortion messaging occurred, Republicans won. They went big. Lee Zeldin really becoming the architect of a new type of Republican campaign in the state of New York, the Empire State, which is, you know, deep blue, but Republicans have been scoring some wins and overperforming there. But I think there's a very large sentiment bubbling up inside the conservative movement today. You won't see it reported in the mainstream media, but the calls, the pressure, the plans to remove Ronna McDaniel as RNC chairwoman, the woman who's lost or underperformed in every race since 2018, 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023, with the exception of Virginia. I think the calls are getting bigger. And the real question will be, can, will Donald Trump use his favorite line from his TV show and say, you're fired or you got to move out? Does he do a George Steinbrenner and fire Billy Martin? For those of you who remember the tumultuous days of New York Yankees baseball, we don't know yet, but we do know that the pressure is building. The soda bottle's being shook. The cap's going to come blowing off soon, and there's going to have to be something that goes on, some form of accountability, some form of change, because Republicans, even when all the polling signs are great, uh, Joe Biden's approval numbers are in the toilet. Uh, The economy's in bad shape. People don't feel the country's heading in the right direction. Democrats win in spite of that. And I think that's what has so many people concerned. And there has to be some heads that roll. My guess is they will roll sometime in the next few days at the Republican National Committee. If they don't, status quo means, well, another bad election season next year, I think. I think that's one of the things that I've heard from a lot of people today. A lot, lot of people today. And so... That is a thing that's on a lot of people's mind. Now, we've got a great show planned for you. Just a few minutes ago, 
James Comer subpoenaed Hunter Biden, James Biden, and a whole bunch of Biden family associates, either subpoenas or demands for interviews. Hunter Biden and James Biden, they got subpoenas. They're, the time for cordiality is gone. We had an amazing interview and conversation last night, Amanda Head and I did, with James Comer. And guess what? He's coming on the show today. You're going to hear that and you're going to hear why he is doing the subpoenas. More importantly, his end game is to interview Joe Biden by compulsory subpoena. You're going to hear that. He also plans anyone who resists from this point forward. We're not playing nice. It's time for contempt. That's what he says. You're going to get all of that. But first, we're going to kick off the show with Andrew Clyde. The House is rushing to get its appropriations bills done before the November 17th funding deadline runs out. Andrew Clyde's on the Appropriations Committee. He's at ground zero for that. He's a congressman from Georgia on the Appropriations Committee. He's going to join us first and walk us through what happens in the next few days. We're going to lean into the next week of historic negotiations in budget review, budget passing. And all of this comes as the deficit, we're told, may one day reach $50 trillion. I'm not making this up. You know how we know this? It's been projected in several reports. That's really, uh, we're already above $33 trillion. And the most important thing to note is that the Bank of America, kind of a leftist organization, really woke, one of the woke banks, it already says we can see the track line. It's $50 trillion by 2033. Well, that's what makes the work that Andrew Clyde is doing in appropriations can be all the more important. That's a desperate number. That's a number that crushes Americans. It works out to something like... billion of debt every day for a year or $218 million every hour. Put that into your calculator. It's depressing. The time for shrinking government and deficits and debts is upon us. The debt man cometh. All right. Well, that's going to be our show today. Not a bad show. Andrew Clyde, James Comer, back to back on this Wednesday edition of John Solomon Reports. And we're so grateful. Now, before we go to break, you know that I have been working on my health. Sometimes people say, oh, you're working on your girly figure. Well, I am trying to lose some weight. And you know some of the things that I've worked. Exercise is a big part of it. Some dieting's involved in it. The Field of Greens product that I talk about often, that's a big part of it. But there's something else that I've worked into the repertoire that is so important. A quick, easy-to-make, healthy meal that is good enough to pass the muster for a professional dietitian. It has all the nutritional quality you need. Tastes great because it might as well have been prepared and it has been prepared by a three-star chef. But I want you to think about this for a second. We have a great partnership with Factor, which is a company that makes incredible, never frozen, fresh meals that you can cook in your microwave in two minutes. I said that right, two minutes. I don't got 10 minutes sometimes to make a lunch or a dinner when I'm running and doing shows and radio shows and TV hits and Hannity and scoops on the Biden family. Two minutes I do have time for. And what I get now is I don't have to go to the grocery store. I don't have to chop up stuff and make something fresh. I can get a fresh, never frozen meal, good enough for a dietitian, ready in two minutes. All they got to do is go to my friends at Factor. How do you do that? You go to factormeals.com, factor, F-A-C-T-O-R, meals.com slash justnews50. Now that word, justnews50, is an indicator of the benefit you're about to get. You're going to get 50% off your first order at Factor. 50% off. You don't get 50% off anything in the Biden economy, but you will today if you go to factormeals.com slash justnews50. Go use that justnews50 promo code, that URL and that promo code, justnews50. You're getting 50% off your order. That is a deal. It is America's number one ready-to-eat meal. Delivery service comes right to you. You can help fuel your fast 
for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-meat eels. I love them. They're delicious. They're quick. They meet all of the check marks for my diet and my health drive to become a healthier journalist, a healthier American, a healthier me, really. And I've been doing it with a good deal of help from the Factor Meals folks. So go to factormeals.com slash justnews50 and use the promo code justnews50 at checkout to get 50% off. One more time, factormeals.com slash justnews50 and then use the promo code justnews50 at checkout. Half off your order. (laughs) That's a deal. You know what? You'll suddenly be taking half off that excess weight because this meal is a good part of that healthy living that I've been trying to facilitate in 2023. All right, when we come back, Congressman Andrew Clyde, followed by the House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer, back to back right after this. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, it's, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook a, a vegetable dinners, and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning, and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly, I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down, and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick. House Nutrition, and, of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. 
All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. We're getting into a moment now where I think you're really going to see what the Mike Johnson era of Congress is going to deliver. It delivered big last night with the censure of Rashida Tlaib getting 22 Democrats plus the Republicans to stand against anti-Semitism and hatred inside the walls of Congress. You're beginning to see these appropriations bills move. Yeah, there's going to be stops and starts, but the idea is we're going to get things voted on on the merits, by themselves, not in giant soup bowls where nobody knows what they're voting for. Our next guest is on the forefront of that revolution. And it really is a revolution. I've been covering Congress for 30 years. They've been doing it the same way. And that's why the deficit's at $34 trillion, And the CBO said today it could reach $50 trillion in the next decade. Our next guest sits on the House Appropriations Committee. He served in the Navy. He's a small business owner. Most importantly, he's one of the members that bring a great deal of common sense to the daily governance of Congress. He is Congressman Andrew Clyde from the great state of Georgia. Congressman, great to have you back on the show. Well, thank you, John. Great to be with you again. I'm really enjoying what I'm watching with appropriations and the budget process. It was bumpy for the first part of the year, but with the Mike Johnson era starting, all the things that you have put front and center as your values, as your common sense way of running government like a business, like you did with your small business, they're starting to fall into place with these appropriations bills, with breaking out Ukraine, Israel, and the border for different votes because they're very different issues. Is this a moment where in a few months, Americans will look back and say, wow, we we actually changed the budgeting process? Oh, I think you'll see it's going to be a moment where we're not just changing the budgeting process, but we're changing the entire trajectory of Congress. Um, The American people are excited about the speakership of Mike Johnson. We in Congress, the Republican Conference, are incredibly excited about his leadership. I'm looking forward to really good things. We started off on the right foot. Uh, You know, we did something that Washington never expected, and that was actually paying for something. You know, paying for Israel aid. Imagine that. Taking $14.3 billion out of the, out of a, a, an advanced appropriation to the IRS, all right, and diverting that money over to pay for what we are sending to Israel to help them fight the terrorist organization Hamas. I mean, Washington, like, lost their mind on that, but it was a great first step. We're going to continue with that. I believe things should be paid for uh, as as we spend it and not borrow and borrow and borrow. That only puts us farther into and deeper into debt. So it's a great start, and we're going to continue on that path. Yeah, and it's the way you run your small business. It's the way most Americans run their family budget. It's just not the way Congress has done it. It really is revolutionary, even though it sounds you know, like what, what common sense we, you and I would want to do for our own businesses. It, it is a moment, and I think that it just feels different in Congress the last two weeks, and it has felt really for the last 20, 25 years, really it feels more like the moment when Newt Gingrich in the mid-1990s and any time since it, and I think it's going to be very interesting to watch. What are the telltale signs? Obviously, there's not enough time to get the appropriations bills done by the November 17th deadline. Any concern about getting a, a temporary CR so that this gets done right for this year? Well, I think the House will actually get its appropriations done, but there's not going to be enough time for the conferencing with the Senate and for the you know, and to get it to the president. That's kind of really the issue here. Um, Well, if we do a CR that goes forward, you know, it needs to be something different. It cannot be a clean CR. I think that's completely out of the question. And I don't really don't think our speaker is looking to do that. I think he's looking to do things like, um, you know, the 16 billion that we had for disaster relief that was on the first CR was not paid for. You know, we could we could we could move money again out of the IRS or out of another uh, advanced appropriation. Um, and we could pay for that. 
all right? That would literally save $16 billion. Um, we could do other things like capping the Green New Deal tax credits, which, you know, have all sorts of uh, estimates from $300 billion to $600 billion up to $2 trillion. If we could cap it and say it can be no higher than this, then we would absolutely save money there, and that would not be a clean CR. You know, having a CR simply advances those spending levels and policies uh, that I don't agree with, that no conservative agrees with, you know, those of Nancy Pelosi. We could cap the CR to basically uh, what was agreed to in the Financial Responsibility Act, which is lower than FY23 levels. So, I mean, there's many things that we can do. And uh, Speaker Johnson, you know, if it's one thing about our new speaker, we trust him. We trust him. And that's a really big deal up here in D.C. And uh, we're going to give him a little leeway. You know, some some latitude to do some things, and we're going to back his place. He is the most conservative speaker that the House has had in my lifetime or yours, John. No, it's true. He needs our support to do what needs to be done because he starts where we start, and that's the conservative mindset. And um, and and that's why we need to support what he's doing because that will be always his worldview. In fact, I love when <laughs> when the mainstream media asked him, "Well, where do you get your worldview?" And he goes. See that Bible over there? Start reading. You'll you'll figure out what my worldview is. Isn't that amazing? And you know, I've met a lot of Republicans. You're like, oh wait, we can't play that card. We can't play that card. That's not a. That's the most authentic. If that's really what who you are, authenticity really sells with Americans. Even if Americans who disagree with you, they appreciate that you're upfront about who you are. And I think that's what's so refreshing about the first few weeks of Mike Johnson. He hasn't tried to pretend to be anything but who he is. And he's velvet on the outside and I think forged steel on the inside. And Democrats haven't dealt with someone like that in a long time. They're going to have a, a hard time navigating the next few weeks, I suspect, just watching the dynamic of what we're we're seeing now. As you, all right, so we, we get through a CR. And now you feel pretty good that we'll get uh, the 12, uh, at least the House will get the 12 appropriations bills done by the 17th, right? I'm, pr- I'm pretty confident that we'll get our appropriations, our House appropriations bills done. You know, we've got two this week and we've got two more next week. And after that, we're done. Yeah, that's um, a good point. Yeah. You know, and, and whether they actually pass or not, we can still conference a bill that has come out of committee. It may not have passed on the floor. That's right. Okay, but we can still conference that. So it's still a bill that's a live bill. And it's not dead. And what happened last night with the transportation? I think a lot of people are wondering, will that happen? Tell us the dynamic, because I know it's funny when you get into appropriations. There's so many forces that people don't see those little hands that come out of a window and a door and grab something for a second. Could you walk us through what happened to transportation last night? Well, I think we just needed, we realized at the time, okay, that we needed a little more time in order to work out some kinks in the bill to get the most amount of Republicans, basically to get 218 Republicans on that bill itself. And, you know, I can't go through the specifics of it and we don't have the time for that, but, but um, it, we just needed a little more time to work those things out. And I appreciate that, that Speaker Johnson realized that and said, Hey, all right, we're going to, we're going to, you know, delay this just a, a, a few hours, a few, a day or two. And, and, uh, but we'll get back to it. I mean, it's going to, it's going to come up for a vote. So. Yeah, that's good. I mean, and I think that's people sometimes panic, but actually it's just the part of the process of getting consensus so that Republicans are all standing alongside each other in one line. And I think that makes a big difference. You and I have talked in the past and you are one of the voices of great fiscal sanity and security sanity in the Congress. Um, we talked previously about the danger of sending money to Afghanistan. Yeah, we're trying to help the women and children there, but we knew the Taliban would get it. And sure as heck, a couple months after our last interview, 
the SIGR, the Special Inspector General for Afghanistan Reconstruction, confirmed that the Taliban set up fake charities and our State Department and USAID just routed the money to fake charities without vetting them. And the Taliban stole money that was supposed to help women and children. There is a significant warning that was issued this week in line of the things that you and your colleagues have been talking about. The USAID Inspector General said, listen, if we send money to Gaza, it's almost certainly going to get sucked up by Hamas until Hamas is out of power. How important is it for Congress to make sure that whatever is done in Gaza and Israel doesn't fall into the hands of Hamas? And do you think you can pull something off that will help the American people feel confident in itself? Well, I think the way that we help the American people feel confident that aid, our money is not going to fund Hamas, is we don't send it. We simply don't send it because there is no way once the money gets there, there is no way to prevent it, to prevent Hamas from hijacking it and using it for their purposes. Same thing happened in Afghanistan. We should not be sending one solitary dime in humanitarian aid to Afghanistan. Not anymore. We know exactly what happens, you know, through all sorts of means and measures. The Taliban puts their hooks into it and pulls it in to fund the terrorist organization of the Taliban. That's exactly what is going to happen in in Gaza with Hamas. That has happened. We've seen it in Afghanistan. We have to stop sending money for aid, for humanitarian aid. And I would simply never do that again. I would not, you know, the special inspector general for Afghanistan reconstruction was very, very clear in what he said. And it's just, it's once the money gets there, it's impossible to control. So the best thing is don't send it. Yeah, that's it. It's such a common sense thing. It is. And and that's exactly what he was saying. If you don't have the controls, don't, don't take the risk. I want to step back to last night. I think a lot of uh, my colleagues in the mainstream media were kind of shocked that, Hey, wait, they put the Tlaib vote up for center a second time. And not only did the Republicans support it, 22 Democrats crossed over such an important moment of repudiation and accountability for someone that's supposed to be inside a chamber where hate and violence and embracing bad people really shouldn't be part of the American ethos. How important was last night's vote? And what was the dynamic change that got consensus around getting that to pass? Well, I think, uh, you know, I want to commend Rich McCormick, first off, for bringing that uh, that resolution to the floor, you know, to censure Democrat Representative Rashida Tlaib, because what she said and her comments and the fact that she will not back down from, you know, her her uh, words from the river to the sea, you know, trying to say that that doesn't mean the eradication of Israel is so false. And then her doubling down on 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 the myth that Israel was uh, responsible for, you know, the, the attack on the hospital, which was actually a Hamas rocket that, that hit the parking lot of the hospital, not the hospital itself, okay, uh, you know, is so disingenuous when she just lies like that. And, and the damage of that kind of information that goes forth from a member of Congress is significant. We have, we have standards in Congress. You know, that you need to abide by or you will be disciplined. And this is one of the methods of discipline. 22 Democrats joined us. We, the final vote was 234 to 188. And one of the main differences, I think, with uh, Rich McCormick's resolution was that it didn't require her to stand in the well because she wanted that moment of martyr, you know, of, of becoming the martyr in the well and having it, you know, the resolution condemn her as, as what you saw. Uh, the Democrats tried to encircle her and, and, and you know, sing and, and, and or, pray, or pray whatever they were doing down there. But we didn't give them that opportunity um, because what she did was wrong and she needs to be censored and not uplifted. 
in Congress for that. And we did that last night. I was very, very proud. Um, you know, Rashida Tlaib is anti-Semitic. She's a racist. She's a bigot. And she needs to be called out and censured for her destructive words. And that's what we did. Yeah, it was a really dramatic moment. It, really, it was really something to see watching the roll call and watching that play out. I'd like to turn for a second to abortion. You are unabashedly pro-life. You embrace what Senator Tuberville is doing in the Senate. A lot of people look at last night's votes and they say, well, Virginia abortion seemed to really scuttle the Republicans' hopes for the legislature. Hey, wait, Red, uh, Red Ohio passed a uh, amendment protecting abortion in the Constitution. Is something going on with the Republican Party? And I just want to get your assessment because I think you have a clarity and an authenticity on this issue that some other Republicans lose because they're, they're kind of moving around on the issue. What needs to be done so that Republicans can win elections and still have a pro-life agenda? Well, you know, number one, we need to get back to our foundational documents. And, you know, the, the Declaration of Independence says, you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You know, life is the very first thing mentioned as one of our inalienable rights. And life means life at, you know, at conception, life begins. So we have to protect that. We cannot back down from this, regardless of what happens uh, outside, uh, you know, whether it's a, it's a, you know, a bill, an amendment in, in Ohio or, or, you know, what has happened in Virginia, we have to stand strong for the value of life because life is given by God. It is precious. It has to be protected, especially the innocent life of the unborn. And that is something we will never back down from, regardless of what the polls say, regardless of, you know, of what happens. We have to stand for that, John. It just, you know, that's a basic thing. Yeah. And listen, there's so much room for education. I don't think a lot of centrists or even some liberals understand how far the Democratic Party is out there. I mean, there is a true push for abortion on demand to the ninth month. And I think Republicans can do a better job of pinning down that extremism because that's not very popular at all. Even with people who are pro-choice, they don't like it past 15 weeks, uh, 20 weeks. So is there an opportunity to redefine the Democrats as the extremists rather than have them always calling the Republicans extremists on this? Oh, I think there absolutely is. In fact, in in some states like New York, they even go beyond that. And, and you can quote abort after birth. Uh, and, and that's insane. That's called murder. Um, that is simply, uh, you know, people need to be educated that that is um, unacceptable, that we have to defend life. Uh, you know, if, if if those folks that believe that if their mother had made a different choice, you know, they wouldn't be here to believe it. Um, so <laughs> it, it's just such a fundamental issue that we have to protect um, that I don't see. It, it comes down to selfishness. It comes down to, you know, I, I want to do what I want to do. And I don't want to, you know, respect uh, what God has given us. and. It's a big, it's a big issue, but we've got to stand strong on it. I'm so thankful for the president and his um, justices, Supreme Court justices that he put in place that allow Roe v. Wade to be taken down, uh, and we cannot allow that uh, that win uh, to be tarnished. Yeah, that's a great point. And you talked about Born Alive. Minnesota had a law for a couple of years. They've gotten rid of it now because it's too uncomfortable for the Democratic majority. But there were 11 babies who survived abortions in Minnesota. Most of them did not get 
any life-saving measures after the birth, and so they passed away. Those are just in the statistics of this report that was put out by, by the way, by a Democratic administration in Minnesota. So it is a very real, very real dynamic that doesn't get talked about enough. It's it's pretty remarkable. I want to finish up with one of my favorite topics. I often try to stay in touch of what's going on in the world through Twitter because it's just a great way to understand what smart people are thinking. And you had one of my favorite tweets of the week because I think you did something that very few Republicans have managed to do, which is to put the context of the culture that allowed Joe Biden to get enriched, right? His family trade off the name, trade off a policy, tried to shake down foreigners for money with the culture. It's the same culture that gives us $34 trillion in spending and craziness and wasteful spending. And, you know, now we're apparently on the march towards $50 trillion, according to the new reports out today. You tied them together in what I thought was a, a brilliant post. And it just said something very simple. 10% for the big guy, all right? That's a Tony Bobolinsky email. 17.7 price hike for the American people. That's Bidenomics. The culture that allows the Bidens to cash in on, on the corruption and make American people hold the bag of excess spending, they're really tied together, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. We simply defined Bidenomics the way it really should be defined for the American people. You know, 17.7% price hikes for Americans and 10% for the big guy. And, and Jamie Comer has been phenomenal, chairman of oversight, in really bringing that 10% into perspective. You know, the $40,000 check, quote, the loan repayment that really wasn't a loan repayment from the $400,000 that, that uh, Hunter got. Well, there you have 10% for the big guy, you know. And more, and more is coming, John. More is coming, I know, from Jamie. And I'll also tell you that, um, that the Republican conference, under the leadership of uh, Speaker Johnson, has more for the American people that is coming here in the next few weeks that you are absolutely going to be thrilled about when you hear about it. I think people are excited. Last night, Chairman Comer was on the TV show with us and said, hey, two things you can count on. Subpoenas tomorrow. Anyone who doesn't comply will be found in contempt. We will fight them all the way through the contempt process. And, oh, the last guy that's going to be forced to be compelled to testify, I guarantee you, he said, will be Joe Biden. He is going to make Joe Biden answer questions. That was a pretty dramatic moment. First time you went that far. Pretty exciting stuff. I think that's what Americans are clamoring for, real accountability. And they're seeing it in this in this Congress now. Congressman, it is an honor to have you on. It's always fun watching you in work. You say what you mean and you mean what you say and your actions really convey that. And I think over the next few weeks, you're going to be at the helm of one of the most important operations in recent political history, getting that budget cut down and putting us on a path towards sustainability. Great honor to have you on today. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate those words, uh, kind words. And, and you watch what we do in the CJS Amendment with the Department of Justice. I can't wait. I think that's a big hint. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, sir. Take care now. Folks, don't go anywhere. In just a few seconds, James Gomer, Chairman of the House Oversight. The big news on the uh, subpoenas, you're going to get it firsthand from him right after these messages. Hey, folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor 
with the wisdom of experience in our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews. And extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year. And then the inflation data came out. Higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friend, who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group. Text Just News to 989898 right now. We're very lucky to be joined by right, uh, right now by the man who's leading the Uber investigation of Hunter Biden, the impeachment inquiry, President Biden, the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, James Comer. Mr. Chairman, good to have you on the show, sir. Thanks for having me. Uh, I just want to start with the breaking news. Uh, so many times we were given one story by the Democratic uh, establishment, by the media. And then when you dig into the facts, you find out it's not true. It appears that the David Weiss uh, special attorney story was true by the whistleblowers. Not true in the way that the Justice Department told us. Your reaction to that? Well, I'm not surprised. There have been so many lies by President Biden, by his administration, by the deep state actors who were supposed to be the ones to prevent uh, this type of mega influence peddling operation by our leaders at the highest level. But what we learned today was what we, you and I already knew, John, that the whistleblowers continue uh, to be spot on in everything they said. And, you know, it's just hard to imagine that uh, we, we're getting, you know, to the point now where we have overwhelming evidence of the massive amount of crimes, just by what David Weiss said today, he wanted to expand his investigation into several states. How many people have said this? The IRS wanted to expand it. The DOJ wanted to expand it. The FBI continues to uh, unveil that there are more and more informants out there that said they picked up that the Bidens were taking bribes. I mean, this is a massive story. So not only do you have a massive crime by the Biden family, you also have a massive cover-up, and you know I, I think the deposition today was valuable information as we move forward. Yeah, no doubt. Absolutely, and sir, speaking of valuable information, uh, I know that that you have sought such information from the White House regarding nearly a quarter of a million dollar ostensible loan repayments uh, between James Biden and Joe Biden. And White House Special Counsel Richard Sauber just doesn't seem to want to give you any information, claiming that you already have the proof that these were loan repayments. Now, I have to say, if I loaned someone in my family a quarter of a million dollars, I would want more than a handshake guarantee. So there's got to be some document floating somewhere. But he said you already have it. I can't imagine that you would waste time on redundancy. Uh, but but what, what do you think he's talking about? 
you know, we're like the whistleblowers. Everything that we've disclosed to the public uh, has been true. And uh, all the objections from the Bidens, from their legal team, from the White House press secretary, uh, they've been lies. And it it shouldn't be hard to produce documentation that you have a loan. I have two loans. Uh, They're on my financial disclosure form. I could call my two bankers and and produce those in, in five minutes or less. You also, if you loan someone money, in addition to having documentation, you kind of need to have a return check or something to prove that you actually loaned the money. That's where the Bidens are having a hard time. You know, they could make up some type of documentation. But, you know, at at the end of the day, whether or not they uh, produce some document that they probably made up doesn't matter. The, the, The important part is that Jim Biden used influence peddling to pay Joe Biden $240,000, whether that was a bribe, whether that was a kickback, whether that was a loan repayment, as they claim, that was a fact that that he had to use the influence peddling scheme to pay Joe Biden. So Joe Biden's $240,000 better off because of his family's influence peddling scheme. That is a fact. And we do not have any evidence like the White House is saying that would prove that that was a loan. Yeah, that's the important part. So, sir, I want to ask a little bit about next steps. I think over the weekend you mentioned there could be up to a dozen uh, subpoenas. I want to see if I could drill into that just a little bit. Is Joe Biden going to get a subpoena this week? Is Hunter Biden going to get a subpoena this week? Uh, You know, we're going to start with the family. Uh, We have to ask the family specific questions. Uh, And then in the end, the very last person we'll interview will, will obviously be the, the president of the United States. So we're obviously going to start with the family members. All the people that we know have received these wires through these shell companies and now payments that uh, we believe they've conceived as loans uh, from, from different bad actors around the world. We're going to ask them specific questions now that we have the bank documents. You know, what did you do to receive this wire? What exactly is this company? Well, what is this company? What is this company? Why do you wire money from this company to that company to this company that you all own uh, and you have the same bank? You know, that's what we call it banking money laundering. That's what the the banks notified the Treasury that you were doing was money laundering. Were you, in fact, laundering money? And then, of course, what role did Joe play in all of this? Those are the questions that we'll be asking the family members and certain associates that were also involved in some of these shell companies and some of these mysterious transactions from uh, from the uh, foreign nationals. And so I just want to follow up. If Amanda would just give me this. You do intend to interview Joe Biden. You expect him to answer questions well, when this is all done. Well, when it's all done, yeah, we're still a ways from talking to Joe Biden. We're right. still a long way from talking to Joe Biden, but we're we're ready to talk to the family members now. Great. So I want to ask you about hypothetical next steps after the next steps, because we saw a number of people in Trump's orbit when Democrats control Congress be subpoenaed to come Mm -hmm. testify on Capitol Hill. And when they refuse, there were pretty swift charges of obstruction of justice, contempt of Congress. If there are folks who you subpoena who defy those subpoenas, what, what will you do? I'm going to go to Mike Johnson's office and knock on the door and demand that uh, we try to hold these uh, people in contempt of Congress. We've proven uh, that uh, there are a lot of questions that they need to answer. We've proven that this is a national security crisis. We've proven that the White House has lied time and time again about their knowledge and involvement in this shady influence peddling scheme. Now we've proven that Joe Biden benefited to the tune of a quarter of a million dollars. These are very serious charges. 
this is a very credible, very serious investigation of criminal wrongdoing, of public corruption. And we expect people to come to Congress. And if they don't, then uh, then I think they should be held in contempt. And I believe that a majority of the Republican Congress would agree with me on that. Yeah, that's important. Mm -hmm. Sir, I want to ask a little bit. Uh, you've done an incredible job of showing how James Biden's influence petting or uh, influence work got money to the president to at least at the very least repay him for a loan, maybe something mm -hmm. different. Uh, there's been lots of suggestions that Hunter Biden was paying his dad's bills. Is that one of the objects of your investigation to find out how much uh, Hunter Biden might have helped his father financially over the years? Absolutely. You look at the laptop and there are several references to bills that were paid by Hunter Biden. We know that Hunter Biden complained to Hunter Biden's daughter that he had to give half his salary to his dad. We know that Hunter Biden in the shakedown of the uh, Chinese national, that his dad was sitting beside him. And uh, we now know because of our investigation that that money came days later. And uh, eventually Joe Biden got $40,000 from that WhatsApp message yeah. where Hunter demanded payment. So uh, we have a lot of questions. And, and obviously, uh, looking at the, the bank records, there are lots of transactions that, that we've highlighted that uh, we have a lot of questions for the Bidens about. So, uh, yes, absolutely. This has always been the Joe Biden investigation. I know the media has, has labeled it the Hunter Biden investigation. Look, Jim Biden's just as guilty of, of as many crimes as Hunter Biden. This is the this is the Joe Biden investigation. And uh, now that we have a direct link where Joe Biden benefited financially uh, from this shady influence peddling scheme, then obviously uh, all roads lead to Joe. And, and, and that's what uh, all the questions are going to be pointed uh, towards when we start bringing these family members and associates in. So important. Yeah, I think John deemed Joe Biden the king of emails. I mean, compared to Hillary Clinton's 33,000, 33,000, that's child's play compared yeah. to, to what we are undercovering with him. Um, I wanted to ask you very quickly, though, about the political ramifications, because I've heard conversations the last six months or so as a result of your investigation, Jim Jordan, Jason Smith, as well as my wonderful co-host, John Solomon, all this information coming forward about Joe Biden. And it feels like even Democrats think, you're flying a little too close to the sun and they might want to just drop someone in at the last minute. Do you anticipate that reaching a fever pitch in the next year? Absolutely. I mean, I, I've always felt like this was going to be very hard for Joe Biden to explain all the money that his family took in. You know, the media now uh, is turning a blind eye. I, I, we need more uh, John Solomon than Amanda Head in the, in the media world. But uh, what mm -hmm. we've had is the American people are, are getting their information from alternative sources. There, there are so many news channels now. There are so many uh, podcasts now. And the American people can see. They see right through this. You know, if you have a loan, produce the document. Uh, if you have a show, if, if you have all these companies, then explain what they do. Why did your family get millions of dollars? Why did your grandchild get money while she was in college from a foreign national? Why did you lie about this uh, in the in the presidential debate? I mean, these are questions that, that are not going to go away for the Biden. Then you throw in the fact that his policies have been failures, his his domestic policy. You know, the Inflation Reduction Act, all it did was significantly increase inflation. And his foreign policy leadership has, has put us in a position to where we could have three wars in three different parts of the globe now yeah. uh, because failed, weak leadership. So uh, I have never believed 
that Joe Biden would be on the ballot next year. And I think the Democrats are, are beyond full panic mode now. But I think that uh, the biggest short term problem they have is the the obvious corruption that our committees unveiled uh, among his family and their influence peddling schemes. Folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Hey, one more time, if you want to get healthy, you want to have a great meal that only takes two minutes to prepare, and it comes chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, two minutes. That's all it takes. Go to my good friends at factormeals.com slash justnews50 and use the promo code justnews50 to get half off your first order on these incredible Factor Meals. Fresh made, they're not frozen, they're good, they're healthy, they're delicious, Dietitian approved. You're going to start shedding weight and feeling better, and you're not going to have to spend as much time preparing for that quick lunch, breakfast, or dinner. Go to factormeals.com right now. All right, folks, that wraps it up. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports. Until then, God bless you, and God bless this extraordinary country of the United States. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out. Higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friend, who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group. Text Just News to 989898 98 98 right now.